The following is brought to you in association with and from a proud partner of the Shining Wizards Network. Entertainment here. This is Radioactive Metal, your source for news, views, tunes, and interviews. Here are your hosts, Snowy, Rock, Corrine, and Aaron. What's up, everyone? Welcome to an intelligent, <laughs> not, not around here, episode of Radioactive Metal. This is episode 753, and I'm Snowy White. And dear listeners, this is Aaron, and this episode is brought to you by the fine folks at True Call Coffee, T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T-Coffee.com. Get out there, check out the website, get on the mailing list. You know, buy coffee, obviously. We would like you to buy coffee because when you buy coffee from True Call Coffee, not only are you getting the hottest, blackest, most metal coffee that you can find, but you're also not supporting a millionaire CEO. You're supporting a local family, a local metalhead. Well, local if you're in the Ohio area, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) local to the metal community, which is a vast community, but a community nonetheless. So um, check them out. This is, well, as as we record this, we are in September, and with October fast approaching, I really recommend you get on their list because I can't remember if it was last year or the year before where they did their uh, Slasher Series mugs um, and different metal logos with different horror movie characters. Uh, there's, there's always something up their sleeve. And you mm-hmm. can miss out if you're not on the mailing list. So head out there today. True Call Coffee. T-R-V-E-K-V-L-T Coffee.com. Possess yourself a cup today. What's going on, Snowman? Mm-hmm. Right now I have a uh, full-sized Spider-Man cup of uh, True Cavalt Coffee ice brew going on here. And yeah, yeah. Like normally when we like to when we do this show, I like to sit down and have a couple drinks with you last night. But doing the watching the wrestling pay-per-view last night, I um ended up having a couple bevies with the Wrestling Night in Canada boys and all that. So um taking it a little bit easier tonight, even though it's it's a holiday up here and down there as we speak. It's Labor Day, yeah. which is I was kind of surprised. I didn't know that until about 10 minutes ago or so that you guys on this same day had Labor Day as well. 
I honestly didn't know either. And that's just wow. kind of weird, you know. <laughs> you learn learn and, something new every day. And you would think by now we would have figured that out. You know, <laughs> for as many years we've been doing this podcast. Right. And, and you know it's funny, like there's probably gonna be somebody that's gonna write us and be like, um, yeah, you guys said that last year and the year before. <laughs> probably. And the year probably. before that. <laughs> I I could see that. I could see that. Uh the older we get Unless it's music related, the older we get, we just can't seem to retain anything. I'm like, with you, dude. You ask me some obscure '80s pop trivia or something, no, no problem. Like what I did at work on Friday, like forget it. Uh, I'm with I, you, dude. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. But yeah, we're wrapping this nice long weekend up the way that we like to. Um, to start us off, though, got a little bit of radioactive metal house cleaning here. It is that time again up here for the Manitoba Loud Music Awards. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting excited already. Once again, your cool Uncle Snowy, under his slave name of Quentin Earhart, was um, thrown into the hat. And I'm once again nominated for Ambassador of the Year. Oh, can we start voting yet? We can now start voting. Voting is happening all the way through the month of September. So what I'm going to do... All of my lists, all of the listeners here checking this out right now, www.loudawards.com. You can vote every day through the month of September. And yeah, your cool Uncle Snowy is up for Ambassador of the Year again. This is this, cool. this is really cool. Yeah. Now, yeah. is there anybody else against you cool like last year where it was Bangus Young? Um, that was I, a tough one. You know what? I haven't checked out all of the other nominees. I know that um, I do have some friends as well that were they've they've started their promotion, you know, on their Facebook pages. So, yeah, there is a couple cool people from the scene, and I believe some of the members of Shit Happens as well. Good, good friends of ours. Obviously, they got nominated as well. So. Win, lose, or draw, I don't care. It's uh it's I'm thrilled to be nominated once again and you know, hopefully, hopefully. Either way, it's always a good time at the award ceremony. That is what I'm looking forward to the most, which will be in November sometime. So nice. yeah, yeah. So all throughout September, I'll keep reminding our listeners, you know, loudawards.com, www. Go there, check it out, um, vote in all of the categories, and uh, yeah, give your cool Uncle Snowy an X there. We need to mind. make this happen, because I wouldn't be able to call you Mr. Ambassador. <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, but that's about it right now um so we can kind of get on with it here for the good folks at a true cobalt coffee with our weekly mandatory metal segment and a lot of times you know like true cobalt oh cobalt you know you're thinking death metal you're thinking black metal you're thinking stuff like that i thought it'd be really cool for, for this week we kind of switched it up a bit 
and broke out some legends here. Um, during the whole, in the early to mid-80s, the whole crossover scene, the British, um, the British crust punk band Concrete Socks, they were right there in the middle of everything. And it's like, you know what? I, I And I this is, once again, I can't believe we've never played Concrete Socks on the show. I can't believe we've never played Concrete to, Socks either. <laughs> to the best of my knowledge. It feels like something we should have uh, definitely played. It, it should have at some point. Yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking we're breaking new ground here. So once again, for the good folks at True Cavalt's Coffee, from their classic album, Your Turn Next. This is the Mighty Concrete Socks with Civilized.
We've been very busy this week. Here's our metal fix. Oh, hey, man. What's going on? All right. So I was on a business trip this past week, and I was in the great state of Texas. Um, and if, if I go back, I think I need to make it a point to seek out the Araya um, estate and visit oh, okay. Tom Araya. You right. know. But um, would you like to know? Well, so... One, one of my coworkers, it was so funny because we're, we're booking this with them and um, they're talking about it like, well, hey, um, I, I can't choose a seat on this flight. Why can't I choose a seat? This is so weird. Well, they booked a private airline. Holy shit. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. Right. <laughs> and so, you know, she shows up at the um, at, at her airfield and she's like, no, I have to go somewhere else. And. And I'm reading all these texts real time as all this is happening. I'm like, please tell me, like, like you're punking us. I'm like, is this really what's going on? And so then she's talking about taking a Cessna. And a Cessna is like, you know, the, the prop planes, like a four-seater. And we're okay. like, oh, my goodness, that's going to be a long flight, you know. And it turns out it was a 50-seat jet that was redone to only be 30 seats. So she had, like... Yeah, all this leg room and all this stuff. Oh. Yeah. And so it's a great time. But so like, you know, me and my other coworker, we're, we land and we're at Dallas Love. So we have to go figure out where in the world she's landed. So we're driving around the first street I see, dude. Mockingbird Lane. Oh, 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 oh. nice. And so, of course, I, I you know, t- tell my buddy, I'm like, hey. If you see 1313, I need a picture, right? Of course. You know, like, like you need, and he's like, why? I'm like, what? And, you know, so it's like, I have to explain the whole thing real quick and then it clicks. Uh, but, but, you know, he's, he's a bit younger than me. But then my other coworker, when we're about the same age, uh, we're telling her, and she's like, oh, 1313 Mockingbird Lane. Like she just saw the street and immediately that's where she went, you know? So, and then, it starts off on Mockingbird Lane. The name of the freeway that our hotel is off of. Okay. John Carpenter Freeway. Oh, wow. I Okay, as a horror film fanatic, I should have known that. Like, there was a street named after him. Well, but it's actually not named after him. It's named after a different John Carpenter. Really? Yeah. Yeah, because I, oh. I wanted to look it up because I'm like, I need to figure this out. Okay, but, no wonder I didn't know about it then. Okay, well, yeah, I tell you, take yeah. it back. But it was just <laughs> one of those things where I'm like, okay, we've seen Mockingbird Lane. We're staying on John Carpenter Freeway. We're like, what's next, right? Like, what what is coming up next? And then, you know, jokes about, um, is there a West Craven Street, you know? <laughs> right. um, and surprisingly, nothing came up about the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But then well, as we're... That's... That is a thing. Sorry, where um, yeah, the uh, where like the the cafe that it was originally shot or the, or the gas station, I should say, yeah, where it was originally shot. That's now a tourist attraction. That's crazy, dude. Yeah, yeah I don't think we're anywhere near that. No, probably not. No. All right. So then, as we're driving to the hotel that's on John Carpenter Freeway, we pass, and I just see it out of the corner of my eye. I'm like. 
did I just see a sign that says condoms to go? <laughs> and both my coworkers turned their heads like, yep. And it is a condom store. We didn't stop. Like, like it, we had so much going on. I really did want to stop. And we're like, okay, this is weird. I'm like, we have to go. I need to get a picture. I did not get a picture, unfortunately. But then, you know, we get to the hotel. We're like, okay, we want to go eat. Let's go get some brisket. We're trying to find brisket places. Because by this point, like, I think it was like 2 o'clock local time. And I hadn't eaten since probably about 2 o'clock in the morning local time. You know? Okay. And so we're like, okay, let, let's find some place. And we find this place called Dylan's Barbecue. So we're on the way there. And we pass this sign that says fine art and adult bookstore. Mm, okay. And it's right across the street from the condoms to go. Of course. Like, and, and I'm just like, what in the hell? Right. So we pull up to this barbecue joint. Have you ever seen um, a roadhouse with Patrick Swayze? Yeah, but it's been a while. Like, okay. I don't, well, this I don't place know all the reminds me of Double Deuce before they, you know, fixed it up. Before they cleaned it up. You know, or okay. or a reference you might get uh, from the Blues Brothers, Bob's Country Bunker. Oh, okay. Right. No. All right. And it's just this big building on the side. It's painted open and smoking. <laughs> And, right. you know, my, my one coworker, she's like, no, no, we're not doing this. I'm like, oh, no, we absolutely are. I said, this is going to be great. You know, and we go in, dude, dude, best brisket I've ever had in my life. Right on. Like, hands down, best brisket I've ever had. It was so phenomenal. You know. Right on, right on, right on. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of, I'm sort of glad, kind of the same topic. I'm glad you mentioned Roadhouse because... That movie had the uh, the legendary pro wrestler Terry Funk. Terry Funk in was it. in that. Yeah, yeah. What if he calls your mama a whore? Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Is she? Un yes. Yeah. Is she? Well, unfortunately, yeah, yeah. We lost the one and only Terry Funk last week. Oh well, I'm so glad you brought that up because I kept seeing everybody's talking about. It. I'm like, I don't know who this is. Ah, okay. I had no idea until right now. Like, you're the only person who could give me a good reference. Really? Yeah, that's what I needed. Well, you would think down in Texas, you know, I'm, oh, well, no, okay, that wouldn't have been part of your trip or anything. That will, probably wouldn't have come, come up. But, yeah, he's, Terry Funk was a real-life cowboy. He owned a ranch. Wow. And all that. And, he, yeah, he was just this, this legendary pro wrestler out of Texas, old school. Old school. One of one of my favorite memories is um, uh, when old Terry Funk at the matches threatened to hit me with his Brandon iron when I was uh, heckling him at ringside. Wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So he's like real te real Texas cowboy. Oh yeah. Okay. He had he had the Brandon iron, the cowboy hat on, and I was heckling him, and he ran up to me like he was gonna hit 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 me with his. With, with his Brandon iron, which uh, it's part of the show. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. At no point did I ever think that he was going to hit me. Yeah. But, you know, like 15-year-old me is like, oh, yeah, face-to-face -face with Terry Funk. Oh, yes. Yeah, awesome. It's the greatest thing ever, yeah. <laughs> it was. yeah. Well, yeah. so I'm glad you bring that up because we're in Texas. And, mm -hmm. um, well, one, 
we 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 ended up downtown at this super cool museum. It's like the Museum of Illusions, and it like it literally one illusion I did twice. I shouldn't have because the second time, like I gotta go outside. Like I want to hurl, and I, okay. I didn't. But it definitely made me sick. So while I'm sitting there, we were like two blocks from where Kennedy was shot. Oh wow! And so I told my coworkers, I'm like, come on, we gotta go see this. You know, like when are we ever gonna be here again? And mm-hmm. so we walked down there, but as we're walking around downtown and stuff and just in general, I was so disappointed because I was expecting what I saw on Dallas in the eighties, big cowboy hats, long white cars with steer (laughs) horns, you know, huge Uh belt buckles. There's none of that, dude. I was so disappointed. Uh, Sorry, man. Yeah. I know. Ruining my childhood. (laughs) That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Our childhood is either dying off, literally, or being bought out by Disney. It's a perfectly good that's... stereotype that they just let, let go. So, speaking of Disney, have you watched Ashoka yet? I have, yes. Okay, or Ahsoka. I yeah, just pronounced that wrong. We'll have to talk about that another time. I just watched yeah. it, pardon me, sorry, last night. That was good. I enjoyed it. It is. It's, it's fabulous. She's one of my daughter's heroes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she's pretty so. cool. And I was digging the um, I uh, the the Twi'lek. Um, oh, I can't remember the actress's name either. But the, whoever the Twi'lek oh, general is, yeah, yeah, Hera. Thank you. From from, from yeah. the Rebels series, yeah. Yeah, so it's all escaping me. But anyway, all right. So um, next, Jimmy Buffett passed away. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that. That's too bad. Yeah, and in here, so this is definitely too soon, but I'm going to do it anyway. So one, all all the people on my feed that were posting that, oh, I can't believe Jimmy Buffett passed away. And I'm just watching. I'm like, huh? I had no idea I had this many alcoholics in my feed. Yeah, right. <laughs> Be, really because I was like, so. oh, so much great music. I'm like, okay, I I know the hits, but. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that everybody would go, but everybody I've talked to that would go would go to drink all day long. You know, it was basically just a big drinking festival. I guess so, yeah. You know, and, and so I'm like, I'm like, did you really love the music, or does it remind you of getting drunk? Yeah, or were you just hammered? Because yeah. everything sounds good. Yeah. When 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 you're hammered, I know I've. I've listened to a lot of bad movies and watched a lot of stupid pro TV shows with friends because I was half in the bag and you wake up the next day and you're, you're embarrassed. Oh, did I watch that? Oh, that was, you know, like, because I don't make an ass of myself, you know, when I'm drinking and all that, it's like, I'm just not that way. I'm, I'm just about, I've funnest is not a word. Okay. But I'm the guy to go drinking with. There are too many guys, you know, when they have a couple drinks, their bad self, their bad side starts to come out and all that. But I'm I'm the I'm I'm the the, the exact opposite. But when I when I wake up the next day, I don't have that embarrassing. Oh, did I do that to someone or did I did did I say that? I'm like, oh my god, did I dance to ABBA last night? I mean, I do that sober. Did I watch Big Brother Canada last night? Oh, was, ah, okay, which, that's funny. 
Yeah, I've done those drunk. <laughs> I'm so disappointed. Uh, I know, so I know. They say confession is good for the soul, and my feels my soul is feeling a little better right now. That's yeah, good. You should confess. <laughs> um, all right. So, crap. What was I gonna say next? Oh yeah, uh, Legacy of Monsters. Um, the the closest we've gotten to a date is the word November, but it's at least coming sooner. There's a trailer up on Apple TV, and now they're saying that it's coming in November. That's the new Godzilla one. Um, oh, okay. Um, yeah, unfortunately, that's going to be on Apple TV. Yeah, which I have so many streaming channels right now, and it's like, oh, I don't know. I would wait and then get the free trial. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then binge cut that it and off. a few other things, you know. Right, right. That's going to be good. And then, do you see there's Godzilla minus one coming out? Oh, I kind of thought that's yeah, that, that that's what we were talking no, about. No, no, no. Godzilla okay. minus one is totally different. That's oh, should okay. be in theaters. Oh, okay. Um, it was well, definitely gonna be in theaters in Japan. I have no idea what's happening here in North America yet. You know, right. but I like they just released a trailer for that, dude. It looks intense. Right on. Like really, like 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 a return to the 1954 Godzilla. Oh, okay. Like it's going to be because because you know we've always said like that's the serious movie, and then they got campier and all that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. It looks like it's going to be serious. Right on. And right really on. Well done. Yeah. 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 Definitely yeah going right. A different direction. Yeah. The 1954 Gojira, the Japanese version. Yeah. That movie's just terrifying. Oh, like, yeah. Really, it really is. Like, yeah. like the 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 way. I guess maybe it's because the way we saw Godzilla growing up, for the most part, and then you go back and see the the way it was supposed to be originally depicted. It's like this isn't a superhero that's fighting supervillains right. from from space or from underground yeah. or whatever. No, this is just some giant monster that wants to kill everything and. In, in its in its path and yeah yeah it is and of course being the whole um metaphor for nuclear war and all that which oh, yeah. everything that that had happened in japan with hiroshima and and, and um <sighs> the other city they oh man yeah yeah okay we know is, which one not, yeah is it nagasaki no nagasaki yes is it okay yes okay yeah, so that that made it even scarier, you know, like the idea of why this movie exists. So yeah, if if they can come up with something that kind of replicates that in a new age, I'm down. I'm totally down. Yeah, for sure. Right. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. All right. Last but not least, do you know who the Captain Company is? The Captain Company. The Captain Company. I do not know who the Captain Company is. They are the merch company, and I don't know if they're how they're affiliated or what's going on, but they're the merch company for Famous Monsters of Filmland. Mm. And as you know, okay. Famous Monsters of Filmland has been rebooted by um, Corey Taylor Slipknot. Mm-hmm. And um, 
they were posting some stuff that they were doing, and so I ordered a few things. Oh, right on. And so I am opening that right now. I've been waiting to open this, and I got two Famous Monsters of Filmland shirts. One of them glows in the dark. One of them is a ringer-style tee. And then I got a pair of sweat shorts that also glow in the dark. Wow. Yeah, so I can't wait to walk in the dark. It looks stylish. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Right on, right on. And that is everything. Okay, right on. Well, for myself here, like like because of your whirlwind schedule, and I decided, well, you know what, maybe I'll just take the week as well. I do have some interesting stuff, a cool a cool gig. Um, I bought a couple, there's a couple trips to the record shops and all that. So we'll uh, get right into it. Um First of all, in your area, I know this is a thing. It has been a thing for, for in the American hardcore scene for years now. But booking shows, and I don't know if they're called legions down in the U.S. They're basically the clubhouse or the bar, v, or VPWs, I guess they're called. V, well, sometimes they're called the, the American Legion. Right. Um, but also the VFW. VFW, yes. Yeah. Okay. Veterans of Foreign War. Right. Um, and basically they're clubhouses for veterans to go and t- tie one down and get away from their military wives for a while, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, for the longest time in the U.S., um, hardcore shows have been booked at these legions. For a very and, long and time, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah, it's been a thing. Not so much a thing up here, okay, until recently, one of the um, one of the legions here in my neck of the woods um, has been booking shows, rock shows, metal shows, hard, hard, hardcore shows. Just, I guess the idea is, like, I'm probably because, and I'm not being a smartass here, their patrons are literally dying off. You know, so they're trying to stay in business some way or do a little bit better business. So I'm thinking, okay, they they book these shows or allow these shows to come in and they just keep the bar. Okay, which that's a fair deal. You know, Um, so I hadn't they'd been going on at this particular legion for a while. I hadn't been there. You know, until just recently, um, a really cool hardcore band called Sans Regret was playing. And I really dig this band. They're still kind of in their infancy. They do most mostly covers, but they're starting to squeeze in the originals. And afterwards, the band told me that they're going to be getting into the studio soon, and which I can't wait because we'll be more than happy to give them some time here. Um before the show started, though, I took uh, my good friend Nin- Nin- Ninja Cat Jess, who is a young mother. You know, she doesn't get out very much. So I called her up and I said, hey, you know, this venue is not too far from your place. We'll get Mrs. Snowy to drive us and all that. We'll uh, come get you. We'll have a couple belts at your place and let's go and check out this new venue. Okay, great. Well, we get there. You know, before the first band comes on, she decides that she wants to step outside for a bit to have a cigarette. Okay, fine. I'll be a come with guy. So I go out with her 
as we're leaving the building, someone is coming in and says, someone's breaking into a truck in the parking lot. Oh, geez. I'm like, oh, okay. Now it's not this connecting to this building, you know, connected to the Legion was another another space and we had to hit the atm there before before all the fest festivities started we went through the door into the neighboring into the neighboring area and it was really quiet we just heard someone go b6 oh it's bingo <laughs> it's bingo going on next door okay fine <laughs> we we did our business we walk out as and as it turns out this person whose truck was being broken into was from the bingo hall it wasn't oh, anyone from the gig okay well <laughs> as soon as we find out okay there's a truck being broken into like just just Instantly goes into action. I'm thinking, okay, we're going to step out there. We're going to just kind of see um, if we can just scare the person off. Like, I've I've caught people breaking into cars before. Yeah. They see a person coming up, and then they take off. When we found the truck, this guy was still in there. Okay, I guess he hadn't noticed us coming. Little Jess, okay, she's yeah. not a huge person, you know, she's just female size, okay. <laughs> she grabs this guy, yanks him out of the truck, and says, okay, we're holding you, the police have been called, we're holding you until the cops show up. Okay, now he's trying, he's he's struggling, and he's just, looks like he was about his mid-20s. But now I'm recognizing, okay, this could be an intense situation here. So yeah. I grab a hold of him, okay, and, you know, so Jess can take a step back and all that, you know, because I don't want this to happen to me either, but I don't want this guy pulling out a knife or a gun or, oh, yeah, or, or something. Well, he ended up wiggling out of his shirt and taking off. It was just, it was just, it was just funny seeing this little girl grab this guy and yank him out of the truck <laughs> and cursing and swearing at him and all that. Yeah, it was, it was definitely, um, uh, it, it was something I'll never forget. I'll never forget. Yeah. The rest of the night was fantastic. Sans, Sans Regret came on. Always great. I can't wait for a uh, full, uh, a full set of original material and their recordings. Um, last episode, I talked about picking up the uh, latest issue of New Noise magazine. Okay, and I saw this month's on the shelf and Crypta, the uh, the new band from uh, Radioactive Metal alum Fernanda. Lyra from Nervosa. This is her new band. And inside was a big full full crypto poster as well. You know, crypto cover story with some really cool stuff, including an interview with Dave Lombardo, the hardcore band Incendiary, just all sorts of really cool stuff. And um I'm thinking, you know, new noise. This is a this is going to be a uh, a new tome that's going to be on my regular purchasing list now. It's turning out to be some really cool stuff. 
Uh, what else did I hit here? Um, yeah, like I said, I hit I hit the record shops a couple times. I picked up the only vinyl I picked up this time round was the uh, was a full length uh, full length album. I think it's the one nineteen ninety five um, from the grindcore band Infest. Their No Man's Slave album, and I kind of knew what Infest were all about. I don't know if we've played them in the past, but we're going to get to that today. But like I said, they're one of those grindcore bands, and when I put the record onto the turntable, okay, remember DRI's dealing with it? Oh, yeah, okay, and there's like 500 songs. On that, and when you look at the um, when 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 you when you look at the 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 vinyl itself, and of course it has the groove for every song, and you see like a whole bunch of grooves, right? You, right. You, you know, what I mean, well, well, this Infest record, nineteen songs, okay, clocking in at at uh, seventeen minutes. Uh, so it's like, yeah, you kind of know what 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 you're getting with that. And I was actually kind of surprised to see that, like like an inf- infest full length. You know, shout out to the uh, good folks of Planet of Sound, which at first, like when I saw it, I was like, Ew, I saw the price. It's like, okay, little steep, but I understand why. You know, why it's a little on the steep side. So I kind of uh, maybe another time. I bought the other stuff that I was picking up. I left the I left the building. I took about five steps, and I stopped. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> do I uh, do I go back and get this record? Uh, okay, all right, because <laughs> I'll kick myself. See that that's the thing about record shopping and all that. You see a record that, you know, if there's not five, five hundred copies of it in the shop, like you run the risk of it not being there oh, next yeah. time. So I went back in there and I bit the I bit the bullet and and picked it up. It was really cool. Um the rest of my metal fix here before we get to some cool stuff that came across my desk. A lesson in checking out the bargain bins, okay, and the secondhand shops, because I bought one. Nine CDs, you know, over this past little while. Only one of them was new. Um, a live government issue album called Finale, which I believe is um, the last couple, the last couple shows. From 1988, before government issue kind of called it a day. Haven't played that yet. I'm really looking forward to that. I'm sure I'll crank it tonight. You're a big Kiss fan. Uh, just a little bit, yeah. Just a little bit. I found Love Gun, Revenge, and Kiss Alive 2 on uh, CDs. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. The, the Love Gun and Alive were remastered. And of course, I don't know why I didn't have Revenge already. Revenge you know. is really an underrated record. It Love definitely record. is. Yeah, like, uh, like okay, you had, you know, 
classic Kiss. Yeah. And then you, you had hair metal Kiss. And then along come the 90s. And they're kind of like, okay, you know, we have to freshen us up here and all that. We got almost a whole new Kiss with that with with that record. Like yeah, it really just, did. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, unfortunately, like I said, I don't know why I didn't pick that up before. I found a 7 Seconds CD, a Poison Idea CD, a live Uriah Heap album from the King Biscuit Flower Hour, which I believe that was a... Uh, we, we talked why about it on the show. Yeah, it's a British TV show, or it's a British radio show, I okay. believe. Yeah, yeah, which they do a lot of concerts and all that. And this was, you know, there was a Uriah Heap concert da, 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 19, recorded live in 1974 in San Diego. And I guess they aired it, you know, on that particular program. And finally, I found a secondhand copy of uh, Star Wars Episode Three: The Revenge of the Sith, John Williams. You know that the music is such, such so important to all of those movies, and it's not just John Williams, but imagine, um, you know, John Carpenter's Halloween without that amazing music, or like the amazing music John Williams created for Jaws, right? Like it wouldn't be half, you know, the films wouldn't be half of of what they are without that. Finally, okay, yes, check the bargain bins, check the thrift shops, okay, but when you can, because a lot of the secondhand CD stores, they put the um, the case on the rack, and then they have the CD in back, okay, well, I went to Value Village for something else, and I always check you know the old magazines and the books and the comic and and the comic books and all that, but I check I check the CDs as well. Okay, I find the Cancer Bats album on CD. Hail Destroyer. Wow. Oh, okay. Great. Great. You know, like I don't have any Cancer Bats. They're actually going to be here in Winnipeg as part of the SOS Festival next weekend. Performing as their alter ego, Bat Sabbath. Oh, nice. It's basically Cancer Bats doing Black Sabbath covers, okay? So I was like, okay, Cancer Bats. Oh, look at this. Okay, it's $1.99. I'll buy it. Okay. Earlier today, I go to slip the CD on to give it a listen. I open it up. Got it here in my hand. No fucking CD in it. Oh, come <laughs> on. Oh, 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 oh. Now, it's really not that bad. It was a buck. It was two bucks. Still. <laughs> okay. So there's like, like there's a cautionary tale here that I'm going to share with everyone. Okay. Yes. Buy secondhand. Hit the bargain shops. You know, the thrift shops and all that. But when you can... Just check it out. <laughs> and normally I do that. You know, I, I'll i open it up. You have a look at the CD to make sure it's not scratched to shit and all that. But for some reason, I, it just didn't it just didn't register to do that. I'm thinking about other things. And before you know it, ah, 
Uh, lesson learned, lesson learned. Um, let's get on with some tunes here. Uh, a really cool record across my desk. The Legendary Incantation have a new record out. Unholy Deification. Always a good time to get excited when they drop something. So let's get to it now. This is the aforementioned Incantation with Invoc in invocation.
Music generally, that is hardcore punk, is characterized by its speed. Uh, it has a lot of fuzz, as musicians call it, cranked into the music. It's high volume, high speed, characterized by protest type lyrics. Infest from the aforementioned No Man's a Slave record with Cold Inside. And before that, one of the reasons, go pick up the new a new noise record. They got a really cool article on the New York hardcore band Incendiary. Their new record, Change the Way You Think About Pain, available now. That was Bite the hook great great stuff once again well my friend when it came to this week's topic you said okay you know what this is some stuff going on in the world i think i it kind of applies to music as well i think i want to go over it and i said great idea what's going on all right so check this out so ai I think we all know what AI is at this point, artificial intelligence. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anyone who's watched the documentary um, Terminator knows <laughs> that we should be concerned, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, I can't even say this. Some of this stuff straight face. But, um, well, sorry, to, yeah. to be honest, like the way we're going, okay, as, at some point, it could be a thing. Oh, like, yeah, dude. I honestly believe that some science fiction from today is going to become science eventuality. Well, Let I always think about um, I always think about the line in oh, what was it? Um, Thor. Okay. You know, that's just science fiction. And she says, <laughs> a precursor to science fact. Mm-hmm. You know, because I like and 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 this is the thing is like anytime I hear somebody say, "Oh, you you just need to trust the science," you don't trust the science, you know, like I fucking hate that phrase because that is somebody who doesn't understand how science works. Science is about experiment, 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 experiment. Prove it right, prove it wrong, prove it right, prove it wrong. Like there's so much that goes into science. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the same person that says, you know, that, oh, you need to trust the science, obviously doesn't trust exercise science, right? Like, you know, or the science of healthy eating and that shit, you know, so it's just, it, it's, it's, it's lazy. But anyway, so 
Um, but no, I, I, I'm with you. Like, like I have a coworker who completely disagrees that Skynet could happen. Um, <laughs> but I don't believe it. Um, I think it's very possible. It can, it can. And when you think about all the stuff that we've seen on the Jetsons, okay, with the video calling. <laughs> I was just okay. talking about that yesterday. Yeah. That, that has now happened. Yeah. Okay, you've seen uh, Mrs. Jetson, Judy Jetson. No, what's what's George's wife's name? Judy. Judy. What's the daughter's name then? Oh shit. Okay, well, Mrs. Jetson. No, no, Jane. Jane's Jane, his wife. Yes, Jane. Judy's Jane, the daughter. Jane, Jane, his his boy Elroy. Yes. Okay, it is boy Elroy. Right. Right. You've seen, you know, her doing um, calisthenics over the screen with other people and all that. Well, yeah. that happens now with Peloton yes. and, and all that. The movie Blade Runner. Okay. We, we all oohed and awed over, um, uh, uh, the telephone, which you saw the screen. Okay. Yeah. And like, you saw the, you saw the person. Well, that's Skype now. That's right. zoom now. Like, yeah, so and, right. and anyone who doesn't think that Jurassic Park, Terminator, and all that can't be, you know, like an eventual thing, I agree with you. You got your head in the clouds or well, up somewhere else. And I'm glad you brought up Jurassic Park because one of the most important things in Jurassic Park is, um, you know, when people say things like, um, you know, like, oh, it's great. Like, like the, the line Jurassic Park is, we were so busy wondering if we could do it. We didn't mm -hmm. stop to think if we should. If we should. Right. That's right. And, and that's always just really, really powerful for me. Right. But so here, here's what's going on. You've got this crazy um, AI stuff that's going on. So it's, and there, there's various forms of it. There's various things. And honestly, that's one of the reasons that Hollywood is striking, right? Mm -hmm. So chat GPT, if no one's heard of it or like, I, I honestly haven't used it myself. I've seen the outputs and it's very clever. You know, well, at least it was in the beginning, right? In the beginning, you could say, hey, you know, uh, write me a story about this subject in the style of Stephen King. And it would scare the pants off you how close it was to like, holy shit, this sounds like Stephen King wrote it, right? Mm -hmm. Because the AI of ChatGPT is a large language model. So it's looking at all this stuff that society is doing, right? Got it. And, and it's learning all these things faster than any of us could learn it, right? Like somebody had said that to learn everything that ChatGPT has learned we would, you know, it, it would take us like three or four lifetimes, right? Like mm -hmm. we, there, we cannot do it humanly and that's how fast it's learning. So think about that. And then have you ever seen the movie Idiocracy? No, but I have a feeling I probably should. Well, you definitely should, right? Because cause that's almost a historical document at this point. Um, Mike Judge, right? The guy that okay. does King of the Hill, the guy yeah. that does... Uh, Beavis and Butthead, that stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. And he did the movie Office Space. So he did this movie called Idiocracy, where, you know, people are just, he, he was making fun of the fact, he's like, hey, he's like, you had these people that are, well, just for, for 
for, 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 you know, just time's sake, intelligent people have less children than dumb people. And the joke is that society was just getting dumber at an exponential rate super fast. And, um, he has this person who's just of average intelligence gets frozen in time and then woke up like 500 years in the future and everybody is just a raving moron, you know, and, right. and it's, it's really funny. You should watch it. It's, it's entertaining and terrifying all at the same time. Um, That's good art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Right. Yeah. Something but then, that entertains, like, scares and makes you think. Yeah. The one thing that, um, you know, this guy is there, they're like, well, you know, um, you need to figure out why our, our crops aren't growing. Well, they're watering them essentially with Gatorade because somebody in marketing came up with the slogan, electrolytes. It's what, um, <laughs> you know, it, it's what plants crave. He's like, no, huh. you just use water. And oh. so, and, and they're going to kill him. And then like all of a sudden from using water, the plants have started growing, you know, but everybody's pissed off because now the stock and the electrolyte thing is going down. It just, it, it's, it's such an amazing commentary on not only what was happening then, but now what's happening and what could happen. Right. So, mm -hmm. so that, that was basically like showing like, Hey, in 500 years, we're all going to be super stupid. So I tell you that story to tell you that in four months, uh, like from when, you know, chat GPT was like, Holy crap, this is the most amazing thing ever. It's gotten dumber. Okay. And, uh, I laugh because I think I'm like, oh my goodness, we are seeing in sped up or fast forwarding real time what's happening to society. And it's getting dumber because all these people are using it and feeding it misinformation. Because let's face it, not everybody out there on a computer is the smartest person in the world. And I am not saying I am for anyone who's like, oh, well, you're a dumbass. Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> I'm not disputing that. That's fine. I am not saying I'm a genius. You know, not only have I done done my share of dumb things, you know, um, like I'm going to continue doing dumb things. Now, I, I used to say like I would do dangerous things safely. Like that was kind of right. thing. Uh -huh. But, you know, so you've got this going on. So then um, this chat GPT, you can say, hey, you know, write me a lesson plan for you know, for like, like if you're a teacher, like write me this lesson plan that covers these things and it outputs it in seconds, right? Write something about this. And so people that like do writing for a job, some people have turned to chat, chat GPT. Um, other, other people like are like, Oh crap, like this could take our jobs. Right. Um, because it just does this so much faster and can write these things in style. But the thing is, it's not infallible. You still have to edit. You still have to fact check. And um, what was funny is a couple guitar companies took it and said, hey, make a circuit. You know, make, I want to make an effects pedal. And um, it, it literally turned out garbage that wouldn't even work. Right. And so. You know, yes, it's cool for some things. It's not going to work for other things. And I don't know if you've seen like the AI images, like there's AI image generators. Some of those get really cool. Some of those are like, wow, that's awful. Mm -hmm. um, there's an artist not too long ago that won an art contest, but the image he started with was generated by AI. 
And his argument is like, well, AI is just another tool and I did the rest of the work. Right. Um, and, you know, other people are like, no, you didn't do near enough work. Like you're kind of cheating. And I can see both sides of that because if you're a trained artist and you've got something to generate, well, then you can clean it up and make it way better than what it was. Right. And it saves you time. But if you're entering a contest, should you be saving time? You know, not, no, yeah. and and I so then I tell this story to get to where we are with Hollywood, right? Um, the the writer strike, the actor strikes; those things are about AI, right? Like uh, you know, the the writers don't want AI replacing their scripts. You know, mm-hmm. they're fighting for better wages because you know we no longer want uh, twenty two episode seasons. We're down to ten episode seasons. And for the people that try to blame that on, you know, the short attention spans today caused by social media, blah, blah, blah. Sure, that might be some of it. But let's be honest. You and I both grew up with 22 episode seasons where there'd be like five episodes in the middle or 10 episodes in the middle where it's like, what the fuck is this stuff about? (laughs) Like, what in the world's going on? So don't try to tell me you were always putting your best in those 22 episode seasons either. You know, Mm -hmm. but... Uh, like I personally like the 10 episode because I think we're getting better storytelling and it's, you know, and if, if it needs to be 13 to get the story across, well then do 13. Right. Right. Like, I, I think there should be that flexibility. So there, that's what the things that are striking about is, you know, they don't want that. And, um, they, Oh, who's the guy, Iceman in the Maverick movie. Um, Oh my goodness. Not Dolph Lundgren. Uh, uh, he played Jim Morrison. Oh, Val Kilmer. Thank you, Val Kilmer. Well, he can't speak anymore, right? Okay. Um, and, you know, throat cancer, like hor- horrible stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were using AI to recreate his voice. You know, like because it's got enough samples and it can use those samples, figure out the inflections, all that sort of stuff and like make a, make a sample. And so that's part of what the strike is about. Right. So if everyone's like, well, what the hell does any of this have to do with radioactive metal? (laughs) I knew we were getting to it. Yeah. Very (laughs) recently. And everybody Google this, like pause here and Google it. Um, Bon Scott singing. You shook me all night long. And I should have sent you the link ahead of this so you could listen to it. Because, like, I can't remember. I think the first one I heard, they did Hell's Bells. And I heard it. I'm like, oh, God, this is garbage. Why is anybody doing this? And um, I'm like, okay, whatever. And then just a couple months later, then they do Bon Scott singing, You Shook shook Me All Night Long. Dude, that one's about dead on. That kind of gave me chills. I'm like, oh, they've got his inflection down. They've got all sorts of stuff down. And so, you know, with all this AI stuff, well, what's happening to actual creating, right? Like, so Mm -hmm. great. You can make um, Bon Scott, who has, you know, since passed away, sing songs he never got to sing. But why? What's the point? What are we going to do with this? So let me just pause there and ask, how do you feel about everything I've said so far? Well, the thing that obviously really jumped out at me um, is 
your your last point, Bon Scott doing this. And as a music fan, I immediately thought, and, you know, this is one of those situations where you think of 500 things in that split second. One of the things I thought is like, well, this is act, this might be kind of cool to hear. Okay. Um, but in as kind of like as a novelty, I, right. I don't think it would be a good idea to sell it, you know, like the, we're going to recreate the Back in Black album with Bon Scott's vocals due to AI. You know how like T Twisted Sister has gone and redone Stay Hungry, Exodus right. is redone, Bonded by Blood and all that. And it's like, okay, that's all well and good. They're just, you know, we're not exploiting anyone that died. Okay, um, and you're just wasting your own time and studio money and, and all that, and fine. And that's that's on you, personally. I don't think either of those albums need to be needed to be redone. Maybe well, there are some. I, I okay. think the main reason was to get around shitty copyright laws and things oh, so they well, can actually man. start getting their own revenue. Um, I'm with you. I, I still would rather listen to the original, uh, especially right. of the Twisted Sister, because mm -hmm. I, I think it's slower. I just doesn't have the same fight and energy. But mm -hmm. yeah, like things, things like that. A lot of times when you see things like that done, it's because they were trying to get around the fact that they got screwed in early deals. Right, right, right. And that's that's kind of understandable. Yeah. Now, the idea, though, of them... I don't. I wouldn't. I don't. I don't see me buying another copy of <laughs> Back in Black because Bon Scott's on vocals. That's just kind of like uh, okay, because it's 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 kind of the same situation with um, Disney doing um, computer animation for actors that have passed away. Yes. A, yeah, a, this a, is the same a, thing. Yeah, a good example of that is Peter Cushing's likeness in the Rogue One movie playing Grand Moff Tarkin. Now, we're going to geek out here for a bit. Sorry if you have no interest in Star Wars. Bear with us. That caused, you know, a, 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 a kerfuffle. Okay, about whether what's what's the eth the ethical idea behind this is just just how ethical is this because you're exploiting someone who died for something that you're making a profit from. Well, and that's also part of the Hollywood argument is well, wait a second, that actress passed away. Normally, we would have either retired that character or had another actor play it. Right. So what's happening here? Right. And that's the thing is like, so are we just going to only stick to famous actors and just, you know, recreate movies or have them do new roles based using this AI stuff? Right. Because because like what they do, the Grand Moff Tarkin and like Princess Leia and all that sort of stuff, that's all AI type things. Right. Where mm -hmm. they computer generate this stuff. So that's that's kind of what this Hollywood strike is about is, well, wait a second here. Like you are using an actor who's no longer with us, which is sad. And, 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 and as a fan, we are like, well, this is great because we have the continuity because of, of where it's at. 
But you're right. What are the ethics around that? Yeah, it is. It is. And like when I first saw Rogue One, I I marked out. I thought, oh, wow, this is wow. It looks just like Peter Cushing and it sounds just like him. And this is, you know, and the first Star Wars movie was such a big part, part of my childhood. But then when you start thinking about it and all that, it's just like, uh, yeah, someone's cashing in on his likeness and now i've always been one that um if peter cushing's widow okay is still with us his next of kin his daughter if they or son or whichever i don't know if they give their blessing to it well it's uh, okay i'm still not 110 on board with it theologically but it does kind of give, you know, some 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 semblance that the creators were doing the right thing. Yeah. You know, so so that's kind of where where I stand on that. But yeah, I'm you've got me curious, like to hear Bon Scott singing these ACDC songs. But like I said, I'm not buying a whole record of it. Sorry, like that's. It just would be a neat novelty. And well, it, it so, should kind yeah. of stay that way. And and let's let's think about this here, right? Mm-hmm. Um this work is weird. So now, all right, taking this back into music, how about getting a Beatles track with John Lennon singing it? Well, did they do any did they continue Beatles without him? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm not big on the Beatles. Like, did they record any new material without him? No. The Beatles. No, th- no, this would be an old song, and they're using it to clean up John's vocals. Oh. So oh, un- okay. So, unreleased song that they had previously recorded, using it to clean up John's vocals. So basically, like, they would do, like, what Twisted Sister did with Stay Hungry, but use John's vocals, but, like you said, clean it up. Okay. Right. Um, you know what? That's actually not, you know, not a... Like, like, when I say not a bad idea, I'm not saying, oh, what a great idea that is. I don't think ethically there's too much wrong with that because albums have been remastered you know, to sound better and all that. You like and artists that have died, like their music's their music has always been re released and, you know, made a, available again to the public and all that. So I think that because you're using the original idea, the 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 like the original vocals just giving it that oomph, cleaning it up as as you said, I don't think that's ethically the wrong that that's ethically wrong. What say you about that? Well, it, it's funny. Like I was, uh, I, I was on the fence until you put it that way, right? Because your perspective made me think, I'm like, okay, from an archival perspective, yeah, I would love that, right? Like how many, how many bad recordings are out there? 
of mm-hmm. really critical, amazing things that we could clean up, you know, using this technology, you know, Mm -hmm. so that'd be great. Right. And, and right there, you know, we, we've just said, Hey, this is a great use for the technology. Like this is where it becomes a tool because now, you know, we can take things, we can clean it up. Like maybe, you know, they start to clean up video and criminals get off the hook, you know, kind of like in the flash movie. Uh, If you haven't seen that, we'll talk later. Yeah, Um, I have. But, you know, so things like that, I'm like, okay. But my problem with it is like, you know, we talked about that Boomi on here, which is AI music generation. And, you know, it's cropping up all over Spotify. And people are just trying to, you know, get music out there, whatever it is, get plays and earn any kind of money off of it and flood the market, right? So now you're flooding the market with garbage and you create noise where people can't hear things and are people learning to create? Okay. Yeah, that's okay. I, I think about it. Like, like even, even when, you know, people were like, Oh, I'm going to have chat GPT write this for me. Okay, great. Instead of you sitting down for an hour and thinking about it and straining your brain and coming up with whatever's there, um, you know, it generated seconds you're on with your day, but now you've done nothing and you haven't right. done it, used anything with your brain. And, and if everyone was like, Oh yeah, it's not that big a deal. I'm going to call bullshit on that. And I'll give an example here in a minute, but we did, we did an experiment, um, with, with some, you know, coworkers where it's like, Hey, what if we wanted to do something around this? You know, how, how can this be used? And we did it. It was cool. But the funny thing is, what it generated, I was already thinking about before we even did the experiment. Um, and then to use what was generated, it had to be cleaned up. It was the same amount of time I would have put in just to trying to get what was in my head on the paper. So I don't feel that it's any faster. It's, right. It is if you just use it as is, but then we're all getting dumber. Mm-hmm. You know, but why I bring this back about creating and about things like this is like everybody wants a shortcut, right? Right. You know, like th- think about the amount of people that want a diet pill versus want to do exercise. You know, the amount of people that have told me like, well, I don't like to sweat. I'm like, well, well that's how. Welcome to life burn <laughs> calories like 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 and and it's and the and the person who tells me that I like to sweat is the same person will tell me to trust the science i'm like well that's science that's how your body burns calories like mm-hmm. I, that's fucking scientifically proven right and that that's why like i just laugh every time i feel you know, I, I hear anybody say trust any science at this point i'm like okay but are you really gonna do science but anyway um so I was, you know, I, I played that musical, right? And we did 12 shows. Yeah, 12 shows. Um, and up into the first show, I played bass every night for eight nights straight for at least two hours. All right. Mind you, for the last few years, I play some sort of stringed instrument in this house 
every day for probably 30 minutes to an hour. Um, but when we were doing this musical rehearsal, it was a different level of intensity. Um, it, it was a different performance. And by the end of those eight days, I had calluses. I haven't okay. had calluses in I don't know how many years. Right? <laughs> and what that really got me thinking is like, oh, yeah, there's really... There, 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 at the end of the day, there's no shortcut. You're either putting in the time or you're not. Mm-hmm. You know, like, are there things I can do that make me a more efficient player? Sure. Are there other things I can do? And And that's the thing is like, all the things that I was doing daily helped me get that gig and be prepared in that gig and, and perform well in that gig. But I wasn't getting calluses until I was putting in two to three hours a day, every single night, you know, which I will reiterate mm-hmm. over and over again. I loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just phenomenal. Great experience. I legit have a postpartum depression now from not being able to perform every night, you know, <laughs> like the actors were just great people and great performances every night. And it's just like, Oh, I really miss it. Maybe but, that's maybe something's trying to tell you it's time to start another band. Well, yeah. Yeah. I, I've really been thinking about that. Right. There's a lot of stuff okay. I've been thinking right. about for around that sort of thing, but it, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, so I, I, I got all the stuff, but like, you can't, you can't always shortcut everything. Can you, can you make things more efficient? Can you learn? Can you study? Can you learn how to do things faster? Sure. You know, it's, it's like everybody wants to read the Cliff's notes. You're familiar with what those are, mm-hmm. you know, like instead of reading what, like what, what's a famous book, um, the, the Scarlet letter, they read right. the Cliff notes to the Scarlet letter. Well, do you know why we have Cliff notes to the Scarlet letter? Well, yeah, that's for um, for lazy students that don't want to read the book. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm saying like, do you know why it exists? It exists because somebody read the book. Okay. Like you have all these, like, yeah, like to your so point, you have all these it. lazy students that don't want to do it. But the only reason they have that is because somebody did read it. You know, yeah, like if somebody's kind of... got to do the work somewhere. Right? Right. Yeah. Agreed. This is what drives me crazy. And and that's that's probably my biggest concern with AI is my fear is that we're all going to get dumber. Right? Mm -hmm. And the music, the art, whatever is being created with it, the entertainment is just going to get shit. Right? And and I was telling some of this, like, like what I predict is that especially with, with what's going on is we're going to get garbage music and it's going to be all this crap and it's all going to be generated. People are going to forget how to play instruments, but then there's going to be a couple people that pick up an instrument again. Like, Oh, this is cool. And then next thing you know, like, Hey, I'm having people over to play in my parlor, right? Like in the 1800s, you know, you had the parlor mm-hmm. instruments and then, you know, we have this, this renaissance and that that's, I'm hoping there's a renaissance, but just, I'm, I'm, I'm very nervous about where this is going. You know, I'm not a fan. I'm really not. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Not at all. Not at all. Let me throw something out here. Everything yeah. that you just said kind of was kind of make, made me go, Hey, well, what about this? Auto tunes. 
Oh, uh, go ahead. Is I'm that sorry, considered? Would that be considered AI, or is that just? Well, a... I don't think it's considered AI, but I consider it like the the great grandparent of AI. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I, I'm I'm honestly glad you brought that up because I think that that has made um, less skilled artists, we'll say. Mm-hmm. Right, at risk of sounding like an a hole. Um, no, I, I agree. There was a fantastic podcast, right? Um, and I think it was by, oh, I, I legit cannot remember right now. Hold on. Hold on. I know, I know everybody. Great podcasting. You have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I believe it is Produced Like a Pro, is the name All of the right. podcast. I'm finding it here. Okay. And I believe it's Warren Hort and it was um it was a podcast on Abbey Road Studios. And they were talking about how Abbey Road was like the first purpose built studio. It was like in nineteen thirty whatever, something like that, right? So we're close to like a hundred years of Abbey Road. Mm-hmm. And okay. you know, obviously everybody who knows Abbey Road knows it because of the Beatles. You know. Mm-hmm. But when it started out, it started out as EMI, and EMI is the record label, and it was like electronic and musical something. I can't remember what that is. But they built these studios to harness this new recording technology. They believed in it, and they talked this guy into coming in to record. And at that time, in 1939, if you made a mistake, you had to do it again. Mm-hmm. Right, like, like there was no oh, I'll punch that in, I'll edit this, we'll, we'll put this plug mm-hmm. in, and it'll fix it. No, you have to do it again. So the guy, it took him like six months to do some set of piano concertos, mm-hmm. and um, the the guy that did it hated them, hated hated them, just despised them. Now today, those recordings are still regarded as the gold standard for those concertos. And that they're the best thing that's out there. But he hated it. And all the musicians who would play at Abbey Road referred to Abbey Road as the torture chambers. Because it would stress them out because they Mm -hmm. they had to play perfectly. You couldn't fuck up, right? And if you did, you didn't want to be the guy that just made everybody else go back and record it again, right? So that's a lot of stress. Mm -hmm. But think about that. So think about that's where it starts because at that point, all those musicians were just playing live. So if you made a mistake, it's fine. No one's going to hear it again, right? Mm -hmm. Because there are no recordings. But now if you make a mistake, everybody's going to hear it. So there's all this stress that wasn't there before. Now that's the, you know, like the late thirties, early forties. Now fast forward to the sixties. When you get to the Beatles, well, they've already grown up with this thing. Well, hey, you can't fuck up. So you've got to be really good at what you do. So it completely changed the level of artists where they would have to go in and be able to do something five, ten times in a row and get better. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a famous story about David Bowie where um, they're talking about. You know, they they he was recording the vocals on Heroes, and the recording engineer is like, "Well, I know he's got at least you know, um, I don't know if he said three or four or said seven or eight or something, something like like a high number of takes for a vocalist." Mm-hmm. And and he's like, "Oh yeah, like we had a few good takes, so we were experimenting." 
and so he set up like these mics and, and gates and things and the effect that you hear is just because Bowie was singing so loud and was triggering gates so it was all yeah. created by him right and you know you listen to like Elvis if you solo Elvis's vocals he's on, on key he's on pitch right right you know and I, I I love when you would get like an Elvis record and be like, oh, this is take, you know, 23. Um, because these guys had to be able to sing over and over and over again for long periods of time. So that changed the way musicians are, right? But then now, you know, you have people like, oh, well, we need to be able to fix things. How do we do this? And so they can. Oh, you know what? You bounce it, bounce that. It's okay. I'll fix it. You know? And so now I believe that we don't have vocalists that are that great. And one of my favorite jokes is, um, you know, what did, what did the Pro Tools engineer say to the vocalist? Oh, God. What? That sucked. Come on in. You know, because the joke <laughs> is they're just going to edit it, you know. Right, right. Yeah. Like, you don't have to do anything. So. Yeah, I'm with you. Like, like, like the the auto tune, and and it's it kind of is AI to a point where it's an algorithm that's reading an input and then trying to correct to go with it. Now, the good news is that I'm so bad I can't even make auto tune tune me. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, because I've tried. I'm like, I want this to work. Yeah, no, it doesn't work. Yeah. Like, or I don't know how to use it. But I've also haven't spent a lot of time trying to use that stuff. Like, I I'm the weirdo where. I have all this digital technology and I still use it like a tape machine, like hit play, record it once, you know, or twice, whatever it takes I got to do, but record it, mm -hmm. like, like play the whole take, you know? Yeah. Real music. Yeah. Yeah. It's one of those things. It's just uh, like, because that that's even the first time I was in a studio, we were on tape. You know, I think my, my first time was on a digital tape, but it was still tape. You know, and, and we could punch in, but it wasn't easy. Um, but then, like, like I was in an actual 24-track analog tape recording studio. Don't fuck up. You know, like, like that. that's what it is. Like, go in, be ready, play your part, and be great at it, you know. And, and to tie this back to, like, last week we talked about Taylor Swift, I really think that's why Taylor Swift is where she is because she is at a different level than where all the other artists are today, you know, and I'm sure that's going to piss somebody off and, you know, it's okay. If I offend you, I forgive you. <laughs> you know? Wow. But, yeah. I would, I, I certainly say that about most, most pop bands these days. I bet you she's got it going on over them for sure. Oh yeah. Dude. I, you know what? I, I bet. I think there's a lot of people that discount Taylor that would be surprised. I bet that there's a lot of other musicians that people hold in very high regard that she could hang with and would probably, it would blow people away. Like I'm, Fair I think there's a lot more going on there than we realize, you know, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> yeah. And anything, Fair anything enough. else you want to add about this particular topic? No, no, this was like I said, this this was definitely your puppy. I learned I learned a lot of things. Um, so I was just gonna play color commentary here, but if, yeah, if you're done, let's get in yeah, let's into some 
tunes here. Let's let's let let's play some real musicians here. None of this AI crap here, okay? Air apparent, of course, their heyday, I guess, um, you know, was back in the mid '80s, unbeknownst to me until just a little while ago. But 2018. They dropped a record, A View from the Sky, and I was liking what I was hearing. So, this is new, Air Apparent, with The Door.
Shining Wizards is the greatest wrestling podcast of all time. Don't believe me? Tune in and check us out. We laugh, we cry, we interview some of the greatest people in professional wrestling, and we have some of the greatest segments of all time, including everyone's favorite wrestling game show, Can You Beat That? We're live 6.50 p.m. East on Monday night on all social media platforms, and we're with you wherever you go on every single streaming and podcasting platform as well. Check us out. Go over to ShiningWizards.com and join us for some wrestling talk and talk about wrestling. G'day guys, my name is Thomas, one half of the Broadcast Podcast. With our podcast, we go back and watch wrestling events from WWE, WWF, WCW, ECW, AEW, and many other wrestling promotions. You can check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast, that's T-H-E-B-R-O-K-A-S-T, and you can also download all episodes on Apple Podcast, CastBox, Castro, and many other podcast apps. What's up, everyone? When on the Shining Wizards Network, be sure to check out Wrestling Night in Canada. If we're not recording another kick-ass podcast... Or playing in punk bands. Or recording kick-ass heavy metal albums. Then we're sitting back, we're grabbing a couple brews, and going over everything to do in the world of pro wrestling. Because we're from Winnipeg, you idiots.
It's unbearable, isn't it? The suffering of strangers. The agony of friends. There is a secret song at the center of the world. And its sound is like races through flesh. As modern as Air Parent were with their 2018 record, that's um, real modern metal from today. That's the new uh, self-titled album from Doomsday with Blood Tactics, available now from the Creator Destroyer label. Really, really good stuff. And... Let's get into some more good stuff with tonight's Indie Spotlight. We're always on the lookout for fresh new talent. Check out this Indie Spotlight. I know Sweden was kind of known in like the early to mid 90s for all of that cool death metal that was coming out of that area area. But uh, still a lot of really cool stuff going on today. I discovered a wicked new metal band out of Stockholm. Unfortunately, I was all stoked about playing this about playing this band, playing this record, and then I realized when I saw the release date, it's not going to be available until October 27th, just in time, for Halloween. So I'm like, ah, okay, but you know what? Let's get it out there now. I want to introduce the world to Sweden's Ignited, their soon-to-be-released record, Cradle of the Wicked. Let's get into a track here. This is Blood Satisfied.
as we get a little closer to Halloween, we might have to drop another track from that wicked record that was ignited in tonight's indie spotlight. www.ignitedmetal.com. That's their website. That'll pretty much will be all of your one-stop shopping for all things awesome bands out of Stockholm. Great stuff. Great stuff. Well, my friend, thank you so much for sitting down, taking time out of your holiday here. I'm sure you had a lot of stuff that you were going on with, you know, family-wise and all that. But thanks for sitting down and educating and enlightening as much as, you know, we love to entertain on the show. I like to think that we, uh, we throw some stuff out there every once in a while that kind of makes you think and makes you a better person mentally as well. So uh, thank you so much for that. How can uh, people get a hold of us? Well, dear Snowman, RadioactiveMetal.org. That has all the episodes, past, present, and future. Um, if you want to see pictures of things we're talking about, hit up Instagram at RadMetal666 or go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash RadMetal. Snowy's been posting pictures of the hall every week, so you can kind of follow that stuff in real time and see what we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, you can drop us a line, RadMetal666 at gmail.com. Anywhere you can find a podcast. So iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, just type in Radioactive Metal and we're there where everybody where right so i mean chances are if you're listening to this you're probably listening to us on one of those platforms because somebody sent this to you or you found us you googled us right you know but we triple dog dare you to not find us somewhere on the internet because we're everywhere we're everywhere and of course um we want to give a shout out and hello to the shining wizards network who are nice enough to uh host this show Every week, um, the Shining Wizards Network, uh, predominantly a pro wrestling podcast network, but you know, we kind of venture out into pop culture and a variety of other things as well. If you had an, if you haven't had enough of your cool Uncle Snowy, you're going to want to check out Wrestling Night in Canada on the Shining Wizards Network, where I sit down with my two co hosts and we yap all about the wonderful world of a pro wrestling. In the meantime and in between time, that's it. This has been a intelligent, I hope, episode of Radioactive Metal. I'm Snowy White. And this is Aaron. Signing off. <laughs>